You're listening to Audio Interference, produced by Interference Archive. Interference Archive is a social space, exhibition venue, and OpenStax archive of social movement materials. Our work is rooted in the belief that our shared histories should be held in common and accessible to all. In this episode, we're looking forward to 2017, and we're inspired by the many protests, events, and projects taking place across the country right now to mobilize people to fight for their rights during Donald Trump's presidency. Later in the episode, we'll talk to Janina Lorenis, organizer of Print Organized Protests. But first, let's hear from a few of the people who made it to our recent post-election strategy session for New York's information workers. What's your worst fear about a Trump presidency? Uh, I'm worried about the loss of a lot of public information and a lot of government information. Um, I read an article in the New York Times today about librarians who are working to save government websites because when a new administration starts, that information can disappear without a trace. Oh my gosh, biggest fears. I just came out as bisexual and I'm dating a woman for the first time ever in my life. And that happened maybe like a couple weeks before the Trump presidency. So uh, that is very scary, Um, especially considering all of his cabinet's views on sexual health and LGBTQ plus rights and everything. I'm also Jewish, and so the whole uh, neo-Nazi type cabinet stuff is kind of scary. My biggest fear of the Trump presidency, we're going to normalize misogyny and racism. We are going to create a situation in which people who are perceived as foreign are feared, um, and society will support that notion, acquiesce to that notion. While information workers are organizing to use their skills for resistance, artists are finding their own ways to respond to the election. In California, Lonnie Hanna sat down with Janina Lorenis to talk about her new project. The name of the project is Print Organized Protest, and the idea is uh, to get print shops to work with local artists and open their doors to the community to come in and print Um, clothing and signs of resistance. We had our first one last month. Six cities participated. New York, Philadelphia, Columbus, Santa Cruz, San Francisco, and Oakland. I had the idea on a Sunday and we organized it in a week for the following Sunday. So it was it was a a whirlwind of of chaos and yeah and it, it came together wonderfully just because people wanted to do something. Did you give them an exact idea for how the for the design, or was it was each group designing their own prints? Uh, Alter space. They when I when I talked to them, they were in a meeting having the exact same conversation, wanting to do the exact same thing. So they were immediately on board, and uh, and the the same with abnormal allies, which is in Columbus that they already wanted to be doing something and they already had artists that were wanting to participate. Some of the other shops jumped in just a couple days before and so we'd pooled all of the images together 
on a Dropbox so that they could be available to, to everyone. And yeah, and then people just printed whatever they wanted. Do you have any idea how many people turned out? Alter Space in San Francisco, I don't know how many they had, but I know that they felt like there was so many people that they wouldn't possibly be able to keep up with the demand. When we were talking before, you mentioned that at the Santa Cruz event, when people started showing up, you were realizing you were the only one with the screen printing skills, but you do woodblock generally. Yeah, I, I typically do relief printing um, it's definitely the medium I feel the most comfortable in. I have done screen printing twice before this event, and that was close to 15 years ago. And um, But the, the thing about screen printing is that if you've done it once, you can kind of just do it. And so when I got there, you know, it was, it was raining, it was a miserable day, and we changed locations last minute, and I was worried that nobody was going to come. And we started to set up, and I was with this group of people that had never screen printed before, and um, and everyone was just kind of standing around. And then uh, one o'clock happened, and people started streaming in, and I was like, "Well, fuck it! Like, I'm I'm the one who knows something, so let's just do it." And I pulled my first print, and it was perfect. And I just started showing people how to do it. And after doing it once, they were like, "I think I think I got this," and the community as they streamed in started showing each other how to print from just one one try and that was that was really i think the success of this project was showing people they could be em- empowered through art one of the things that the two of us have talked about is kind of we find ourselves in this post trump election moment seeing a lot of people and talking to a lot of people who have never participated in any kind of political organizing before, um, but they're recognizing a need for it right now, or they're really feeling an intense need to be a part of community that does action. And so um, is this an attempt to sort of bring people together to let them focus their political energy in a direction and create their own kind of media or propaganda and get it out into the world? Yeah, absolutely. People are afraid and disappointed and and in some cases heartbroken. And it's not enough anymore to, to sit at home and donate a small amount of money or buy a t-shirt. Like coming out and being around your community and participating with them is necessary. And I think a lot of people feel like that is a little bit out of their grasp, either because it's scary or because they don't know where to go or who to reach out to. And just, I think with just the smallest nudge, people want to be coming together right now and wanting to voice how they feel about the current political environment. And my, my hope is to be able to take this artistic expression and use it as a tool for organizing and for resistance and to take that um, that small amount of catharsis that people want from being able to wear a t-shirt and push them just a little bit further into active participation. So then can you tell me about um, the next event that you have planned, which is the, the 18th, right, the day before the Electoral College vote? Right. Yeah, so um, our, our plan right now is to do 
two more events, one on December 18th before the Electoral College votes and another on January 14th, which is the weekend before the inauguration and the call for a general strike. And we're, we're hoping to get more cities participating across the country for this event and for especially for the one on January 14th and really turn it into uh, get some nationwide momentum for organizing towards Inauguration Day. So for the, the future events, like one of the things we're trying to sort of figure out and um, Craig, who's uh, one of the owners of Abnormal Allies in Columbus, after our first event was so excited and, and en- encouraged by how many people came through and how many people wanted to be active that he felt like it was we were just getting our toes wet that this was something that was going to be needed for the next four years and together we we have this sort of greater vision that we might be able to create a network of artists and print shops across the country that are sort of on call for social change and I think it's a it's important that we have this anti-Trump, anti-capitalist vision, but that aside from that, we're not pushing an ideology, we're not pushing an agenda, we're just looking for organizations and people that are going to feel the greatest impact from what this election means, from what this election empowers in our nation that we want to fight against. And our hope is to more than just use this as an organizing tool for the general strike, but to use it as an organizing tool for artists and print shops to to be there for their community over the course of um, of this presidency. Yeah, so we've started reaching out to people that we know in in hopes of being able to turn this into a lasting project, have it be a nonprofit with uh, all the images that we create going into an archive that can be downloaded by anyone in any community and um, and also link those those images with activities that people can participate in so have all of the all of the the cities that are participating and an organizing calendar for each city that goes along with the images and a network of people that we can shout out to when something important happens if somebody needs artwork or propaganda or whatever and for um, you know if if we see that a group or an organization or someone is in danger or needs support that we can use art as a way to provide that support Thanks for listening to Audio Interference. We're taking a short break over the holidays, but we'll be back in January with a new episode about community-driven and pirate radio stations. Audio Interference is produced by Interference Archive. The archive is collectively run and volunteer-powered. If you like what you heard today, consider making a donation to help keep the archive up and running. Just go to interferencearchive.org and click on Donate. 
Thank you.